podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. At Acuity Insurance, we believe the things you do for your business are heroic, and you deserve someone equally heroic to protect them. We put our all into covering your business so you can focus on the things you love most. That's the power of heart. Acuity Insurance, wholeheartedly for you. So I heard from my sister's friend's cousin that Kohl's has the lowest prices of the season and had to see for myself. For real, the deals are so good. I got my kids' summer tees for $5.99, a cute swimsuit for myself for $17.99, and a shark vacuum for $199.99, which will be great after Sandy Beach Days. I got Kohl's cash, too, and I got it all in less than an hour with free store pickup. So, yeah, summer, I'm ready for you. Select styles ends May 23rd. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details. Good evening. Good evening. Andy is in flying form tonight, as you can tell by his en- entry there. Um, it is the day trip, as it is the forum. Uh, it'll be a little bit different tonight. It is transfer deadline. It is one hour until the uh, the window slams shut. Uh, you've just had an hour of carnage, bruv, and now it is the forum. So we've got in uh, a packed um, uh, loads of guests. We've got Andy Young. How are you doing, Andy? Feeling good, Ray. Feels like a trophy. Uh, two two massive signings. I always remember getting jealous when United were signing. Berbatov on the brink of the transfer window slamming shut, and there's us now two two signs, not just one. So very excited uh, about the future. Very good. And uh, Razor like London buses, <laughs> like London buses. We waited all this time for a centre back, and two have come along at once. Uh, uh, How are you feeling? I'm I'm ecstatic, absolutely over the moon. Uh, yeah, job done. I can't tell. That's all we wanted was extra bodies in there now, and I'm delighted for that. They're bringing in a few. Brilliant. Brilliant. And uh, Shane, how are you feeling? Shane, you've got a little yeah. bit of insight into the Bundesliga, I believe. Oh, I don't know who told you that, Ray. That's completely not a lose. <laughs> <laughs> That's completely not a lose. The, the only thing I know about this Cabag fella is he loves throwing gallias at people. Uh, but yeah, delo- like Ray, delighted. Two bodies in. Helps get that uh, strongest midfield back out there, hopefully. So, yeah, delighted. Uh, Phil, I believe Kabak's been on your watch list, has he? Yeah. I have, I, have, I, have, I have a bot on his computer to see what he was sending. Mm. I'm, I'm loving it. Look, I'll be honest with you. It's it's absolutely fantastic news to get Kabak in. Any centre-back who spits on the opposition and is a dirty bastard is always going to be top five in my list, right? He's nasty. He's disgusting. He's horrible. The press are going to hate him. He's from Turkey as well. All these things lined up. Brilliant, brilliant signing. And then we picked up Ben Nevis. He's known as a colossus. <laughs> A colossus from Preston North End. He's as high as the Blackpool Tower, right? That's all we needed. So that's great. Like, let's be honest about it. To get to be able to get rid of Gomez, Matip, and everyone else that's broken, and never have to worry about them again. This is all great news for me. And I, I believe we might sign another centre back. Could be another centre back. Get a deal agreed for the summertime. That's that's all I know. And even better again, Yossi Menemino's got off to Southampton. So <laughs> all the best to him. Mm-hmm. Another like he was a funny son. Like he's basically just like he's the Japanese Aspis. 
just Paspas. So it, fa- it, 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 it did, did seem it was out the blue at the time, wasn't it, Minamino? And um, it seemed to be off the back of like a decent sort of appearance at Anfield in the Champions League, and now all of a sudden we're signing the fella. So I don't know. It's uh, you know I think a lot of Liverpool fans have seen a lot of comments out there that the club didn't give him a, a you know a fair crack of the whip. The bottom line is we don't see what goes on behind the scenes and on the training training ground. So before we get on to the signings, Andy, what would you say about that in terms of an outgoing? Because it came out of left field, really, didn't it? Nothing said about it until the last hour. I mean, even Grizz didn't even get a heads up on that one. Yeah, I have to say I'm a little little disappointed about that. Uh, I was excited by Menamino when he comes in and just listened to the lads on the, on the Carnage show. And <laughs> I, I'm sort of wondering... Uh, like they were kind of painting it as it might be the end of them. I, I don't necessarily think so. I know the precedence is set there that once you're kind of loaned out by Liverpool, that's probably the end of you, and it, it tends to be the case. But look, if if he does well at Southampton, he gets a few games in the team that that play. They could do with a sign and in that position as well, and he he plays well there and comes back from. From a value point of view, his, his value is only going to be increased. And from for us, if he if he plays well, he's getting minutes under his belt, and he could be useful next season. But um, disappointed to see a player going that that is an option there, um, in behind the you know in the front three or behind the front three for the rest of the season, we couldn't need him. And did you, honestly, I think it's a great move for him. And for us, like we've normally set, let fellas go to Southampton and spend 25, 30 million on them, right? So we, we bought this fella for seven and a quarter million. He's gone mm. off to Southampton now to get regular games in the Premier League. Look, if we if we had allowed Ings out for 18 months or a year to Southampton, they would have brought him back last summer. Do you know what I mean? Like this is this is what we need players to do. He's not getting enough regular minutes. Um, he's not going to get a look in the Champions League because we're into the knockout stages. There's no um, useless domestic cups. So like this is a good opportunity for him to prove that you can play in the league and go and do something. And they play in a similar style to us. I think it's a great move for him. My only disappointment is that we didn't manage to shift Kate as well. And we could have just put that one to bed. <laughs> because, I guess oh, he, oh he no, you didn't. Okay, I, su- I suppose <laughs> he wouldn't pass a medical, would he? Fair, fair <laughs> Absolutely yeah. not. Yeah, right. And a few of the comments are saying the same. Like, he does need minutes. He's a senior player. He's not just... Uh, an up and coming 17, 18 year old that he's kind of breaking into the into the squad. And you need to keep him around. He is a player that's that's uh, with his experience in the Champions League, um, with Leipzig. Uh, you know, he's 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 someone that should be playing football, and at the moment he's just not being offered that by Klopp. Uh, we've all asked why for the last number of months. He played so well against uh, Palace, and then hadn't hadn't really featured since until the weekend there. So look. Um, all the best. And I hope he does well and comes back and he's, so he's, back, he's stronger. Yeah. So the isn't, isn't the problem being though with, with us and with, with the way the league's at the being, uh, it's almost, you know, you're out of race by losing a game, right? Okay, not so much this season because it's fucking crazy, but it's it's gone the other way against sort of fringe players that, that almost the, the, the manager doesn't want to take a chance as every game is unlosable. From that point of view, and they're not willing to even even take slightly a chance by by uh, betting in a new player, so to speak. Obviously, Klopp has proved time and time again he doesn't give a bollocks about the domestic cups in general. So, I mean, you've literally got that in the Champions League games, and and it's it's not enough of an op- opportunity for most players to sort of put their mark down and get a spot in the team. So, look, he'll he, get runs in a, in a, actually a really decent Southampton team and a team that probably is the nearest to us in the Premier League at the minute on the on style of play. So, uh, yeah, good luck to him. 
Good luck to them. And they probably in the in in all of this, they probably balance the wage bill as well. The two lads going out on loan are probably mm. pretty much the equivalent of the wages coming in for the two lads at centre back. But back onto the centre backs, Razor. Just in terms of um, Michael Edwards, he's obviously no doubt he's probably trending again on Twitter, and um, he seems to be a man for these moments. I mean, bringing in these two, when we absolutely. Up shit creek without a paddle. We've somehow managed to get in two 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 central defenders uh, <clears throat> for a combined outlay at this moment in time of one point five million. It's 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 astounding, really, isn't it? He's. I mean, there seems to be now. You'd hate to play poker against this fucker. Um. I mean, you can do no wrong. It doesn't. It's, it's whether it's bringing in or, or, or taking out. What whatever the case may be. Sand to the Arabs. Ice to the played Eskimos, you name it. This 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 guy seems to be able to just pull it out of fire. Ridiculous deals that we're you know obviously some of them were sort of wanting players out the door on a, on a quicker basis, and you know, we couldn't believe certain players didn't go out the door during the summer. But I mean, my God, he just seems to pull <laughs> like it's ridiculous that how little money we've handed over here. Absolutely ridiculous and and last minute job. You know it's. I don't know what what what, what he has going on, but it's <laughs> keeping there for as long as possible because he's 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 pulling fucking some magic out there. And Shane, I guess the two selling points of <laughs> Liverpool Football Club and Jurgen Klopp. So I guess when you've got those in your back pocket, then you're in a fairly strong negotiating position. But um, Ben Davis, I mean, like he must be in dreamland right now, mustn't he? I, I ben mean. I don't know, the, the, the comment that went up from Klopp, it wasn't totally complimentary. It ended with a wow. But um, yeah, what, what did you make of all of that? Say what yeah. you said earlier, Devo. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about the skip. <laughs> look, uh, like you said, can you imagine being him? Like he, he was... Like he, we gazumped Celtic team leaves that they thought they had him on a pre-contract. Next mm-hmm. thing he gets a phone call, obviously from his agent, going, "Listen, Liverpool want to bring you in." Klopp's comments were a little bit, "Listen, lost in translation." Maybe I'm sure he didn't mean to put put him down, but basically just saying, "Look, at any other year without this pandemic, we wouldn't be shopping and pressed in North End, but we are where we are, so we had to do it. So it's a great opportunity." And listen, I don't think this fellow will have to be looking for flowers to be thrown at. He's going into a a club where I'd say for the most part, it's been said on our WhatsApp today and stuff like that. It's an old brainer, two million. He's a, he's probably a ten million defender. Is all the word coming out from uh, people that have seen him playing the championship? If, if his contract situation wasn't what it was, so listen, he comes into us, he get and he's he's training beside Van Dijk hopefully in, in a couple of months and with a, a lot of other top quality players. So kind of kind of a win win all around. <laughs> that was the best phrase by him ever. <laughs> it looks like you were in the middle of a dump. <laughs> nice, nice, nice teeth, though. Good, good teeth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like Jurgen type phrase. Certainly for that split moment, anyway. Um, Phil, um, have you seen anything of like has anyone seen anything of this player? Has anyone been kind of tracking this player, Phil? Like you, you, you're you're usually one for the uh, left field um, scenarios. Any any track them at all? 
No. Never All I know is, look, he's named after a mountain and that's it. And he's a mountain of a man. Uh, did you see the pictures of him? He looked about 18 foot tall, right? Let's be honest about it, lads. If I told you at the start of the season, we'd send um, some lad called Quebec, uh, Ben Davis and Nat Phillips will be our three centre-back options. You'd think I was insane, right? You'd think mm-hmm. I was genuinely insane. And I think it should, it's worth noting, Phillips has done really well for us when he came in. Yes, he has his limitations when it comes to pace, right? But he plays to his limitations. Do you know what I mean? Like He doesn't try to overdo things. He just tries to play a simple game. If the ball's around him, he's trying to kick it into Rose's head. So if we're talking about centre-back options, your man Davis seems to be a very good ball-playing centre-back, which is hard to do when you're playing in the championship, which is basically just a massive bog. And lads just go around horsing people all over it. And your man, what's his name? Tony Pulis gets loads of jobs. And all those lads who just horse the ball all over the shop. Like, so he's really, like, it's hard to stand out as a ball playing centre back in there. Like Davo said, though, like, it really was just a case of Klopp and Edwards are walking past the sports direct window and they noticed a set of Lonsdale centre backs on sale and said, lads, let's have a piece of that. Can't be any worse than playing a load of midfielders there. At least if we have those three. They're unlikely to get injured as much as Matip. And, um, you know, like they've obviously rated Quebec. The the writing has been there that they rated Quebec Mm. and they tried Mm. to sign him before in back in September and they couldn't because Schalke wanted 40 million. But, you know, everyone was was really moaning about us not signing players. But if you look at the way this has played out, like this is very much good business. Mm. They they they, They waited to the last minute. I know we could, we could fuck up a chance of winning the league title or whatever, but they wait until the last minute. It looks like they're going to be able to land Quebec if if he turns out to be a good signing for under 20 million sterling in the summertime. And you've got... Enough, he's a 20-year-old centre-back that looks really promising, um, which is really good. Then they brought this fella in, Ben Davis. How many times did we see the likes of... Um, what was your man's name that <coughs> went to Everton? There was two of them. There was your man with the scar. Michael Keane. Lesko. And oh, the other right. fella, what was the other fella's name that used to play for him for years and ended up being an England centre back off the back of it? He was playing there for ages. Anyway, he went in there and they, I think David Moyes signed him for like three cent or something like that. It was hey, Jaggy Elkin. That's him, him, right? He, he was poised, like he was playing in some back arse of the nowhere championship team as well. And they brought him in and they did well. So what we're talking about fellas who are accustomed to playing the English style. And when you think about the, the absolute tractors that we play against for like 15 games of the whole league mm. like, look at the Bournleys look at the Barnsley I don't even know who's in the league who's in a Sheffield oh, even West Ham Phil even West Ham Nat Phillips has played tractors. two games against West Ham yeah like this is what and I'm hasn't put a foot wrong no and you look at the fellas who keep getting jobs in the, in, from, the, from say 10th place down it's the Steve Bruce's it's the David Moyes's it's the Sam Allardyce is, it's all these fellas all you need is a bloke who can head the ball 40 yards and you're sort of like if I there's a good chance your man Quebec seems to have an amazing seems to be really good in the air that's the one thing I've noticed in terms of all the stuff that's been written about him watched a couple of Bundesliga games but I've said and I've been honest on here I've really lost interest in football on the television with no fans because it just isn't the same spectacle but you know the odd time you just come across a match and you start watching it because we were linked with him you see and he looks decent in the air and supposedly Davis is the opposite. He's more of a Matip style player where he's he's all about control and being calm and presence in defence. And if we can pick up a fellow like that instead of waiting that he goes to Leicester, he goes to Southampton, or he goes to Celtic and then goes to Southampton, then isn't this what we've been talking about? And I trust our scouts. I trust what Edwards has done over the last few years. I've trust what Klopp's decision on it. And if they're saying these lads are an upgrade on what we have in terms of what's fit and available or not fit, 
then I'm prepared to take it. And for for a two million quid, a two million quid outlay, two million quid less. What have, we got, what have we got? What have we got to lose? Honestly, what have we got to mm. lose here? Mm. It's like the Minamino loan to Southampton. Mm. Seven million quid goes on loan, has an absolute blinder for the last few months, comes back full of confidence and ready to play in this and add something to the squad because he looks like a player that relies on confidence and has really struggled with playing the Premier League since he came here. So I think all of these moves are phenomenal. And then I'll go back to it. Quebec is the first really dirty, nasty fellow we've had since Suarez was here. So this is just phenomenal. This is this has made me the happiest person alive today. I hope he stands on players, punches them in the back of the head, spits <laughs> on them, bites them, does absolutely everything that the English press hate. I want a Diego Costa at centre-back, and I hope this fella is. Diego Costa, Ozan Oback, mm-hmm. let's rock and roll. Get Costa in. What have we got? We've got we've got 40 minutes. See if we can get Costa in as well, just for the crack. Send, send Divock to whoever, Elche or something like that, and get Costa in. We have we have a laugh. Go nasty for the last four months or well. And let's but face I'm, it, I mean I'm, sorry, go ahead. Dick. Sorry, I was just gonna to come to Andy there. Andy, the 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 thing is here, this you know, playing devil's advocates a little bit a couple of weeks ago, it didn't look like we were going to make any moves in the market at all. Obviously things have got even worse on the injury front. Um, is there a bit of you thinking that we were we were out there sort of getting a little bit desperate or do you think somehow... 150 years of breakthroughs, milestones and triumphs. 150 years of Children's National Hospital. 150 years of generous community support. You can give kids a future where they get freckles instead of chemotherapy and paper cuts instead of surgery. Children's National Hospital. 150 years stronger with your help. Please give today. Visit childrensnational.org slash 150 years. That's childrensnational.org slash 150 years. From somewhere, we've managed to actually get players which make sense, even though we made it down to the last day. Oh, I definitely think it was left late. I don't think they, you know, a month ago, they were thinking along the same lines as they were up to a week ago. I think things changed and the, the Klopp uh, comments, the conversations that would have taken place between Klopp and Edwards and Edwards and them, I think it definitely changed. So they start looking and they start looking hard in the last week, week and a half. Uh, it's impressive scouting to be able to go down to the, the laptop room and say to the lads, look, we need a player and we need them cheap. What have you got? Um, no, like go down to the next page, cheaper again. <laughs> and then, like, you know, when they're hitting the filters and you must be able to pass uh, lower, you know, like if, if you've got a, if you've got three or 3.9 million left in your fantasy football team and you're just going down to the very end, like there would have been a bit of that going on. But look, I have two eyes. <laughs> yeah, but they've but they've somehow managed by all accounts, people that have watched them, they've somehow managed to find a player who suits our style and who who um who's gonna fit in. Like, don't forget these players might end up having to play, you know. It, it, it's will? yeah, they might end up having to play and they might have to play uh, very soon. So there's there's this a big adjustment coming into the different league and a and a system there, and they, it, it was a hard task and if they work out, it's going to be some masterful business. You know, Quebec was on our radar, as Phil pointed out during the summer. That was the type of sign and that maybe we, I'd say we tried to do. But with Lovren going out, I'd say we just took that chance to go into the season with three senior centre-backs. Um, unfortunately, a week later, Van, what happened to Van Dijk happened, Gomez then happened. And then it must have been thinking, fuck, we've really fucked up here, but we weathered the storm a lot. 
Uh, Phillips played well when he came in. Fabino's been a revelation there. Henderson in his last few games there. So, under Klopp, we always seem to find a way. And I suppose this week it's kind of reached breaking point. We've kind of discovered that Williams may not be the answer. Uh, Billy the- was out for the season, lads. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. You know, Fabino's got injured. So, what becomes a little bit of a, a manageable problem became a kind of a crisis and bodies, as everyone pointed out, had to be brought in. We had to buy reinforcements, but we knew there wasn't going to be 30, 40 million lying around. Edwards was supposed to get rid of a few players before the last transfer window closed and didn't do that because of the the economy. Um, so I think... All in all, you you can't be you can't be too unhappy with this. It's it's uh, it's given it's given us a boost. It's given us a little bit of belief again that maybe if City do start slipping up, we're we're going to be hot on our heels. So yeah, well done everyone. Fucking I'm delighted. Yeah, I think so. If you take it back to the <clears throat> razor, if you <clears throat> even take it back a week ago, we. Uh, We've obviously got at this at this stage last week with two tough uh, away league games coming up. Um, we had a fit Fabinho. We had a fit um, Matip at that point. It's amazing how things turn quickly in a, in a week, isn't it? We've gone from uh, probably no signings. Then we've got an extra six points on the board. We're suddenly in a much better position in the league. We've got two centre-backs coming in. We play City in less than seven days. Surely now we've got to start thinking again that we're back in a title race. Is is that where your heads are? Yeah, a hundred percent. But it, uh, like it, even taking out taking away the the signings just for a minute, like my big thing and what I was given out about was how how poorly we were playing. It wasn't just the results were going against us; we were really struggling, really, really struggling. Mm. And you know, it all started to change. And he, he, like I say, before we even knew we were signing anyone, watching the United game, even though a cup game, so be it, but the difference in performance. And all of a sudden then, it goes on to another great performance against Spurs and a result. And then same again with West Ham. So even before the, the, the two lads are announced, it's it's a whole different different feel. And all along it was, <clears throat> we can't be just saying we're entitled to be in the title race because of the last two seasons of how we done. On play, we didn't deserve to be. We were actually playing shit. <laughs> and it, it was sort of called out for how, how poorly we were being. Um, so, it, you know, it's it's gone from what we described as a perfect storm with the injuries and everything else in a bad way into going almost the opposite way. Confidence is back in the team. And we've now got two players that, like my main thing with the whole centre-half thing, it wasn't that any of the two at the back bar uh, Williams in the in the cup game being a fall for goals, but it, it wasn't that they, you know our makeshift centre backs were causing goals. But I, I felt the team were lacking in midfield, and that is mm-hmm. the, for me is the biggest biggest issue. And we've we've pinned that down now. There's no guarantee it's going to happen immediately. That Hendo and Fabinho, when he's back from injury, will go straight back into midfield. But it's 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 an option that will come now once the. Uh, once these two boys are on board, so uh, yeah, it's just a, a whole different buzz about the about the team about the team at the minute. I think what it will mean, Razor, is that essentially we shouldn't find ourselves in a position where we're having to play both Fabi- Fabinho and Henderson yeah. in a, in a game together. Now we should at least be able to play, you know, um, a Kabak or a Davis or um, well. 
you know what I mean yeah, because yeah. I think he's earned the trust to be to be played in 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 a few more games this season yeah um absolutely. Shane um look you and I were kind of uh, you know firmly in the swamp a few days ago yeah <laughs> uh we'd even managed to convince you know people like Shawnee you know that 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 football uh, football was. Our recruitment for the swamp was better than Edwards, right? I think it was. Yeah, I think we were slowly building a, a proper cool following, and and, and I think it's it's off a short term trails. It's it's like luring a teenager into taking drugs. <laughs> um, I thought you were going to say something else there, Andy. <laughs> we no, got Shawnee along as well. I thought Halo, that was the biggest coup. But um, <laughs> I think the I think the Shankly Station and the Kenny Clouds have uh, just more long long term love and, and affection for for our, our people, and we'll we'll take Sean back very shortly. You can <laughs> Andy, Andy was on the on the Shankly Space Station going, boys. So last week it was uh, FSG. I trust we don't we don't need any players into players. I told you they were great. <laughs> <laughs> but Shane, um, yeah, I mean, you're you're a, a bit of a pessimist. You but you always, you know, pots have gone before the game, yeah. during the game, uh, last after minute the game. after the game. You probably you were probably even panicking when West Ham scored that consolation goal yesterday. That's just the type of fella you are. But does this give you optimism now? Look, we've got a massive game against City on Sunday. Is well, this was, giving you was, massive optimism? I, I was I was fuming when West Ham got that fucking consolation the other day, Ray. I was I was hopping mad. Yeah, look, Ray's I brought that up about last Monday. We were kind of in the camp where we we uh we felt we needed to do something. We couldn't uh sit by and, and let uh let a kind of drift and, and rely on Matip. Obviously, if it, if he didn't get injured against Spurs, he'd have got injured against someone else. But yeah, listen, I, I, listen, the way with the pandemic and all, I was genuinely if if we had to let it drift and not signed anybody, I was genuinely worried with the season that was it. Now fans, but you've not we, we've now divine right for anything as Liverpool. We we we'd like to do things right, but I was just genuinely worried we'd end up in a scrap for top four, and that this team is far too good for that. And I just that that's that's what I, I was worried about. Now getting these players in, I, I definitely think we should be looking up. I think City will be hard to reel in. I have to say, I hold my hands up and say it'd be, it'd be different if, when United were up there. They're like a fucking elephant up a tree. They're there. You don't know how they're there, but they're coming down. City are a little bit different for me, but um, I think they will be hard to reel in. But we've given ourselves a chance. That's And like I said, we've now the Voyne Roy, but with this team, this manager, well, I wouldn't be writing us off. Right. Oh, any just, odds? just don't tell Jamie how we said that. <laughs> Any odds on uh, Kabak and Davies having a horrific injury in training tomorrow's to collide with each other? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When you see when you see three your trees uh, saying their centre backs going out all at once. Season ending. <laughs> oh, is that even is that ever ever happened to anyone before in history? I don't think no, so. No, I mean, I was getting, I was getting, well, definitely in history, I was, but like, I, I was don't, getting I some abuse. I was getting some abuse from a city fan yesterday that it happened to them last season. You know, this injury crisis happened to them last season. Did it me bollocks? They had Laporte out, but that was about it, really, wasn't it? They all, they had a they few. All, they they all, 
they only had Laporte out, and on, on occasion they had to play Fernandinho as a centre back, right? But most of the times it was Stones and Otamendi who was their centre back, and both of them are centre backs. Yeah, yeah. And so, they were just appalling centre backs, and they let international they let company go all the way through that club. Are you joking? Yeah. Me? Uh, all the way, way Laporte doesn't get a game. No comparison. Yeah, no, he's not getting a sniff. Well, he got a game at the weekend. Just as a, he got a game at the weekend just to give the other lads a rest. I mean, Stones has been their Stones and Diaz are just they're locked in. I think really as their as their top two. Um, but yeah, I mean, Andy. Um, obviously, we got we can't we've got Brighton midweek, so we, we we shouldn't we shouldn't look past them. Um, we shouldn't. We shouldn't. No, we shouldn't. No, we shouldn't. You beat Spurs at the weekend, and they, again they've got. Workhorses up front. They lumped the ball all over the pitch. Specialists in being in the bottom half of the table, along with the Bruces and the Tony Pulises and the Roy Hodgsons. And they're going to put 100 men behind the ball and they're going to lump the ball up to some statue that moves at the speed of nothing. And that's what, what the test is going to be because I don't think Fabinho is going to be back. No. Which means the likelihood is that it's going to be Phillips and Henderson playing centre back again because I can't see the way Klopp is. I can't Happy see. Happy days. Yeah, I can't see. I can't see Quebec or Davies making a debut this week. I'd say it'll be the following week, right? And I also think that people are automatically jumping to the idea that Fabinho goes straight being straight back in at centre back. I think Henderson's performances at centre back are better. I know this is not going to be popular because he brings that ball playing element to the role that we've missed since Van Dijk and Matt have got injured, right? Mm. Like if you look at the first goal at the weekend, the little clip yeah, ball amazing. over the top. Yeah, amazing. That's what Van Dijk does all the time. That's what we missed when Matip ste- steps in. And he's not a big horse in terms of he doesn't go around slow tackling all over the shop. He's playing that intelligent defensive style. And if Milner's turning around saying you want to be careful because you're going to be stuck there playing the centre-back, I think there's a logical argument to put Fabinho back in as the defensive mid, let Thiago wander around and not have to do as much defensive stuff as being asked to do. And then when you them do all the running around like a mad thing like he does, or having Curtis Jones there, I just think now the performances of Henderson probably have surpassed even what Klopp expected out of him as a centre-back, right? And you've got to ask the question, who's the better centre-back out of Henderson and Fabinho in the way that we like to play in terms of we like to be able to break teams from the back. We like to play strong diagonal passes that switch teams very quickly in terms of what's there. And to me, I think Henderson at this moment in time is playing so well there. I'd love to see Fabinho back in to really unlock Thiago's abilities and freedoms to play in that midfield. I think it's easier it's easier for Henderson to do his, his midfield job back there than it is for Fabinho to do his midfield job. Back there, what we la- what we miss out with Fabinho in the centre of the park is being able to win the ball up high really quickly and transition and create chances from that. Winning the ball in the opposition's half is where most of our goals come from. Mistakes, uh, Henderson doesn't really force mistakes. <coughs> Fabinho does it all game, and then he has that he has that um, killer pass over the top or you know these small diagonals. He's he's been so badly missed in midfield, and Henderson now offers that. Uh, solution to that problem that if we can if we can stick Phillips beside Henderson in the next game that could be the partnership for a few games as long as they both stay fit Phillips was excellent against West Ham Phillips has been excellent in most of the games he's played yeah he lacks pace but Jesus yeah, he, he, yeah and look <laughs> I didn't think I didn't think he was much of a, a player with the ball at his feet but he seems to be developing there in that area as well he took the ball out of defence a couple of times against he West Ham yeah and um, bit of not a bit of a nose blade when he got up the pitch but he was he was he looked comfortable and 
with with the way the team are are sort of looking like themselves again, Trent looking more himself and a lot more dangerous, and his his final ball being good again. Uh, they both him and Robertson looked higher up the pitch. I think as we're starting to look ourselves again, teams coming up against teams like Brighton, we might be able to create those chances. Salah again, uh, looking good. So hopefully, if 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 Henderson and Fabi or Henderson and Phillips just have to deal with a few. A few balls launched in, and Henderson to get on the ball and move it around. I th- I don't see I don't see a massive massive problem there. I, th- I think I think what this season is going to show us is that like Phil's point is 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 a, is a good one. I think regarding Brighton, it's like we're top of the the top six mini league at a canter at, at the minute. If you if you finish top of that, you generally win the league. But the problem we've had is is we've nearly given away all them big wins in dropping points against shy teams, which yeah. is why. And I'm, I just, I'm just, I know this isn't, it's not a mad hot take or anything like that. You get three points for a win, etc. But I'm just a believer. If you go out and you beat Spurs, don't give, don't give that win back at home to Brighton on Wednesday by not getting three points. It's just, no. you, you, you might as well, have, you might as well have gone to London and got a draw and beaten Brighton. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And they yeah. can, they can pick up three points during the week in their midweek fixture, sports say, and it just becomes an obsolete win. So I just, like like I said, it's not a mad hot take. The big games will take care of themselves. We need to really start putting the hammer down now on the on the teams that we should be beating and should be beating, well, I won't say relatively comfortably because we got an awful lot of 1-0 wins and odd goal wins last year. Uh, but the games, we, we just, we have to start winning the simple, yeah. simple as that. Just looking at a few of the comments here, it seems to be a bit of a conflict, really. Some people saying um, Fabinho <laughs> move him into, back into central midfield. Some saying, you know, Fabinho is the better centre-back, no doubt. Um, yeah, I've, I mean, got, I've, got, I've got a solution, right? Go I on. Said, I said it to Andy. I don't know if we said it on air. I think I said it on, I said, I think we should play with a rotational Centre back between Fabinho and Henderson to pull other teams all over the shop in game, in game, rotating game. Switch it because nobody switches centre back and centre midfield. Yeah, but if we're playing centre midfielders as centre backs, move them around. The forward suddenly gets pulled out and gets drops in deeper and just gives more space for the centre back to operate in. And they wouldn't know what's going on. Who Who's playing at centre back? What's going on? Like, do you it's know what I mean? So pressing the R2 button, feel is it? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thrown in an audible <laughs> switch, but the thing you the thing is, I mean, you show me any other um, Premier League team that could uh, could could have their two central midfielders play as a centre back tandem, like it would be very you know, and not ship goals. Do you know what I mean? Like these lads have, have dropped back into that position and never looked anything other than a natural centre back, which is the thing that's amazed me, particularly for Hendo, because we knew. We knew that Fabinho had had some history playing in defensive roles before he came to Liverpool, so there was a certain level of comfort about him dropping back. But for Henderson to do it, um, I think Klopp's made the comment, hasn't he? He better be careful uh, uh, playing that well because essentially he's kind of he's he's making a rod for his own back there by playing so well as a centre back. But it's great that assuming that Hendo stays at the club for a, still for a long time, that he potentially. Um, goes back there later in his career and, he, and we've got that as an option but what I, want, what I wanted to come on to you about Andy was one of the things we I think just everybody should definitely come to Baltimore we had to find a different way to put our passion to work 
If you love your job and love what you do, every day goes on as you want it. I think how we look at art can be world-changing. All of these businesses are taking precautions to make sure that everyone is safe. We're ready. Masks, distancing, and frequent cleaning are just the beginning. Learn more at Baltimore.org. Magnified itself as well as Liverpool picking up six points over the last two rounds of games was some of our so-called rivals and and the, how how inept that some of these teams looked at times. You know, United, Spurs, Leicester getting beat at home to Leeds. Um, like to me, this just magnifies, especially with the signings now, um, and being able to have those bodies at the back and playing the likes of Henderson and Fabinho in, in weeks to come in the natural positions. Thiago playing further forward. You know, Alden playing in the six, looking magnificent yesterday. That that we are actually, I think, still back into this scenario where there is really only two real contenders for this league title, isn't there? Yeah, it wasn't so long ago we were top of the league and we played sports. And I couldn't believe that at the time yeah. these were... Uh, you know uh, the challengers they were the challengers at the time and how poor we made them look you know that was it's very evident when Liverpool come up against Spurs he was the superior team on their day mm. we got ourselves into a <laughs> run after that and dropped loads of points um, then we came up against United and then you're asking yourselves again these are the these are the challengers now look at this team sitting back if you're challenging for the league surely you take the game to the opposition. Hmm. You don't sit back and and you look at the possession and it's 75, 80%. Like that's that's <clears> not how <throat> challengers play football. So we the, the the what have become challengers this season, like Spurs and, uh, and United, it's it's just incredible. It's just a it's just a symptom of this this season. We've fallen into a rut. Us and City are far, far better than those teams. Far better than those teams. But when you throw in injuries and you throw in other complications, like, you know, we depend a lot, I suppose, on the fans and everything else and throw in the injuries and drop in form. We were just pulled down to their level. Now, it's only two wins in a row. Let's not let's not just get carried away, yeah. But if we if we can keep winning, um, I I think that's that's when City will feel the pressure. City don't normally grind out 1-0 wins and they've won a few games now by the odd goal. So um, with, with a bit of pressure and seeing us lurking, I think you're dead right. It's it is only really us and City. Well, yeah. If you if you look at the like we've it's been obviously flagged up. You, you lose your, your top three centre backs, uh, but I I just think that the other injuries get kind of glossed over a bit. Like Allison has missed four weeks, Fabinho has missed a few weeks, um, Henderson has missed a couple of weeks. There's, like there's been little. I think Trent has Trent has missed some time as well. There's been a lot of players that have just missed bits and bobs throughout the season, and if you miss a fortnight, you could miss four games. So yeah. it just like it, we, we it just just seems to be a constant juggling act from Klopp trying to get lads back, trying to uh, get fellas onto the pitch. It's it's just it's mad. It's just unprecedented because you're you're squeezing in this season with the Euros at the end. It's like a Championship season, two games a week for virtually uh, the, the whole season. It's 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 crazy. Yeah, and throw in the form of, of Salah and Mane, you know, going through probably the worst patch of their, their Liverpool career so far. We had uh, Joe to come in and do so well, and then for him to get injured, you know, he was he was buying them time to come back into form. So we've been extremely unlucky, you know. <clears throat> you listen to some fans and they're, they're painting us out to be finished, and 
and Klopp needs to Klopp needs to rebuild this team and referring to top top players as Deadwood. I don't know. It's incredible. It's a, it's a fickle sport. People people but, are judged very so easily on the last game. But come here, Andy. Isn't this just part of the natural cycle of a team? Like, uh, there's some good points to be made there about Matip saying he's on big wages and he's got three years left. Who's going to take him? Somebody will always take Matip. But th- by his performance levels alone, I know Kev put, put it there. Actually, someone will. Someone will come in. We mightn't get big money from, but somebody will be prepared to take the the chance of him, particularly in the Bundesliga where they bring him back. It could be a loan with an option to buy at some point. But that's neither here nor there. If he comes back and he's and he can hold his fitness for a, a season or even three quarters of a season, then he's a good option for us in our centre-back options. Let's be realistic here. We've had Joe Gomez, who doesn't pick up loads of injuries, but he always picks up major injuries. Right? So this, this, when people talk about injury-prone, they commonly com- confuse it with the idea that somebody gets loads of injuries. You can have one or two injuries, but they could be injuries that keep you out for six to eight months of a season on a regular basis. And that's that's just being injury-prone, like someone who has consistent niggles, say, like Matt up does, right? When you look, when you look at who we have, we have Van Dijk, who until this season was a, a robot, right? He didn't get injured. We had Gomez, who picks up injuries, and we had Matip, who picks up injuries. And you're constantly hoping. And even when Lovren was here, he was always picking up injuries. And you're hoping that the three of them could offset their injury period, so that there was always cover there for when one one was out injured. Now we have younger fellas. They've gone out and they said, right, they're looking at Matip and they look at Matip's profile and maybe they've looked at Ben Davis and they're saying, do you know what? This fella is playing in a similar manner to what Matip looked like when he was playing back in the Bundesliga. So it looks good for us. And they've looked at Kabak and they've said, well, this is a 20-year-old who doesn't have a massive injury record. Looks fairly robust. And I think that robustness in players is going to be much higher up the list of Edwards' choices when it comes to signing players because they don't want to end up in a situation that they've ended up recently. The Minamino deal makes sense. If Jota is close to fitness, which they're talking about, then between Jota, Salah, Firmino, Mane, the form that Shakiri's been shown for us as well in that side, right? plus the form of Curtis Jones, and he's thrown Oxlade in into games as well, we have massive options for the top end of the pitch, right? The bit that we're probably struggling a wee bit, that we're a wee bit bearing, is in the centre of the park because we've had to use our centre mids as auxiliary mm-hmm. centre backs, right? Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden, our centre midfield is becoming a stronger zone. So we we're, we can play Hendo in midfield. We could deploy Fabinho into midfield. We have Thiago fit again. We have Vinaldo, who's just who's just a again another machine that doesn't tend to break down too easy on us, right? We've got Curtis Jones. We've got like we have these players. So we don't need to worry about the cases. We don't need to worry about these fringe fellas who are never Oxlade. available for us. Yeah, we, you can park them. And you've got Milner, again, who's another machine, right, who's, mm. who's prepared to put in. And, and he's done really well for us in the last two games. Yeah. So you don't need to worry about these cases and Oxlades. You don't need to worry about your Matips and your Gomez's. Like, uh, Robertson and Trent, again, robust players tend not to get injured. We've signed Simicas, right? And... He may as well. Like I'm convinced he lives in the same gaff as Keita and uh, Matip, and they all just, they just, it's basically just a massive. It's a hospital, and they just live there and they're getting treatment constantly, twenty four seven. Like it's just, it's, it's absolutely disastrous. But like again, the, the attraction of Davis is he's meant to also be able to play left back. So we're talking about fellas who seem to be able to fit in on the park as well, um, and that's huge. That like yeah. that's huge. They're, they're looking at this and they're saying this is what we need to do so that we have cover across our back four and we're not adjusting our midfield because we don't. We can't rely on these other fellas that we signed. So if you look at it, we probably have a squad now of 16 to 17 players we can rely on for the run-in, which is what you need because we don't have an FA Cup. We don't have 
the League Cup to worry about. All we have to worry about is Champions League and the Premier League football and focus on that and focus on that with 17 to 18 players. And to me, that's that's brilliant because you don't need to have these conversations about cages, <laughs> about Oxlades and all that type of stuff because we've got more than enough coverage there. And I, I'm, I'm delighted for Shkiri. I am genuine. I think that guy has resurrected his career at this club and he won't be sold off in the summer. I think Cade is out there much quicker than Shkiri will be. Totally yeah, just an, just an important, um, I guess, note there, Barry... Uh, uh, Devaney saying that um, Davis played 145 games in three years, so they obviously looked at durability as well in this. They couldn't afford to bring in someone who's had had some injuries that they've been dealing with in the past. So um, the fella's clearly going to pick up an injury inside the next two weeks. So there you go. You heard it first here. Um, <clears throat> but um, Razor, I wanted to move on to because uh, Andy touched on the form of the forwards. We spent a lot of time talking about mm. the defenders, the new signings, the centre-backs and what that bring to the midfield. But we saw yesterday Mo Salah turning it on again. He looked uh, back to something close to his best. Um, uh, what did you make of his performance? And, you know, with Mane out with an injury, we really needed him to step up, didn't we? Yeah, I'd, look, I'd, I'd be one of these. He's... And I hate saying that people take him for granted because I do, I do think everyone knows just how good he is, goal was. But it, um, I wouldn't be his biggest fan um, away from the goals, if, if that makes sense. I've never seen someone who was uh, as tactic, tactically skillful give the ball away as much in sort of easy positions, a simple two-yard pass, and he seems to make an answer. But my God, his goal-scoring record can be... He's up there with the best to ever play for the club, and it's that simple. You cannot say anything about the fella. He knows where the back of the net is, and he's he's without doubt one of the best goal scorers the club has ever ever seen. Unbelievable, and he, he, you know, we it just his record is scandalous. It's absolutely scandalous for someone that's basically not a real striker. Um, his his goal record is outstanding. And the way the way he controlled that ball, that I mean, it was an outrageous ball by Shakiri. It was an outrageous goal generally, but that 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 control and finish was just well, yeah, un- unbelievable to take it with his bad foot like that. It was it was one mil, you know, uh, it's just unbelievable. It, that's that's up there. They showed uh, they had last year's goal sort of side by side with a, you know, the the runaway goal, the breakaway goal against West Ham. Maybe it was yeah. the season before. Okay, but they ran James both of them. Yeah. Yes, yeah. And they ran both of them beside each other. But the the difference in the, the finish from that day yesterday take and let's face it, there was snow on it from Shaq's ball. It wasn't it wasn't it wasn't as a, a pinger straight onto him, you know. He 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 put he put a bit of air on it and uh, for him to take it down like that and the one 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 and like I say, within one movement, put a boy to keeper then with his good foot. It was it was scandalous. Scandalous. What was that, Andy? Which goal was scored quicker? I don't know which yeah. was which one went in the back of the net quicker. Razor, can you remember from seeing? No, they ran the boat. They ran the boat. So I'm not too sure whether they even slowed one down. But um, they just I definitely want to want to see that. Yeah, definitely want to see yeah. that side by side. Um, I'm Shane, going rooting for it now. <laughs> Shane, um, the one player who will be like a new signing. Love that expression. But the one player that will be like a new signing when he comes back is Diego Jota. He's been getting loads of mentions. In the chats there over the last five or ten minutes, um, are you excited to see him back when he does eventually? Um, when he's eventually able to return? Oh, absolutely! I think he's like it's great to see him come in, hit the ground running. 
and very unfortunate to pick up that injury. It was a comment in the chat saying, I, I listen, I, I don't know officially if Minamino was gone, but maybe saying, listen, Jota could be close. The fact that they're letting Minamino go, I know a couple of weeks ago, Klopp's press conference, maybe two weeks ago, he said he was still in a brace, which didn't sound great. Um, but yeah, listen, honestly, honestly, just can't wait to get him back. Just so, like, we've discussed options at centre-back now. And if you can if you can bring more options into the front three that isn't Divock or Igi, well, then, like, <laughs> that, that, uh, again, that's that's a bonus. So, yeah, really looking for hope, hope and uh, there's no setbacks or anything like that. And he's, uh, and he, and the, the unfortunate thing for him is, is that, I don't know, like when you're out for that long, is he gonna come back and hit the ground running again? We can only hope, like it's probably gonna take him a bit of time to get back to the level he was at. But geez, he, he in his in his brief spell so far he's shown what a player. Yeah, the problem I mean the opposition will probably be a little bit more wary of him when he returns, given what he was doing before he went out injured. Um Divock Ariki still gets minutes for Liverpool. Uh Phil, are you surprised by that? No. No? No, no, I'm shocked at that, Phil. It's like honestly, I don't know why it shocks us at this stage. Klopp is clearly a, a, has a wager a bit with Paddy Power as to how many minutes he <laughs> gets over the course of the season, and, and he's he's got, he's making sure he's going to win it. <laughs> I, I he's he's on he's on like a million quid or something if Origi gets over twenty six minutes this season, and it's a, he's 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 laughing all the way to bank. But honestly, who cares? You know, he, like the one thing about Rigi is he turns up and we tend to win, even if he doesn't do anything really in the games. And the, the, like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter once we win. It doesn't uh, that matter? Well, I, I, you can only imagine the type of like you hate seeing, uh, you know, fans of of a club lashing their own players over. But you can only imagine the stick that Divock Origi be getting had he not scored such big goals for us. He like yeah, yeah. he's like yeah. You have a feeling that people are about to go you. Been useless, and next of all, it's well. Actually, remember the Barcelona goal. Remember they remember they the Champions League final, and they just have to hold back that little thing, you know, just before they let rip because he's a lazy bollocks. Let's <laughs> 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 call him what he is—a lazy shit. I'd love to give him a boot in the hole when I see him fucking not running after balls and strolling around the pitch. But um, look. West Ham is one of the ones as well, right? Yeah, well, that's the. <laughs> was, yeah, he didn't miss. He didn't miss the city. That always helps, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, by the way, I've just checked online there, and it was the the previous goal where we were wearing the toxic orange top that went into the net about two seconds before y- yesterday's one. That's because of Shaq's ball. That's because Shaq's ball ended up in Ben Nevis and then came back yeah. down. Again. Can, can I can I also just point out something about the Nike course? Yeah. All three, all three <laughs> centre backs that are out injured wear Nike. 150 years of breakthroughs, milestones, and triumphs. 150 years of Children's National Hospital. 150 years of generous community support. You can give kids a future where they get freckles instead of chemotherapy and paper cuts instead of surgery. Children's National Hospital. 150 years stronger with your help. Please give today. Visit childrensnational.org slash 150 years. That's childrensnational.org slash 150 years. Do they, yeah? It's true. It's completely true. And it's honestly, Nike is a coarse brand, right? And it has been and always will be. And sadly, we we, we bought into the course. Bought into the course. Look Look at Rory. Dead. And to be fair, Phil, I've 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 gone back to old faithful for the last two games and more new balance tops, and it, it's come up trumps. I've ditched the Nike one now. 
There we go. Not, not wearing go. one of the not wearing one for another game this season. No, we tip wears Adidas. We're being told along with bandages. Hey. As oh, I, was, I, I was talking about Fabinho. Yeah. The night, night course is so bad it even punishes people that wear Adidas. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they all wear Nike, lads. Think about it. Think about it. They're all wearing Nike. Fuck's are we not going to go on about Salah's goal a bit longer? Go on, Which Andy. One? You obviously, you obviously. On, Andy. You obviously well, when, when you get texts off your your um, United uh, fan mates, you you know something special happened. And I don't think I appreciated it quite as much there and then because mm. I think like supporting Liverpool for the last few games has been we're, we're back to the angry celebrations, we're back to throwing things, hitting the like you know tantrums. And I think when if if we were in full flow and winning games, you'd be just on your feet, like fully in appreciation of goal. But but just looking at the replays, it's oh. it, it was just an incredible goal to be able to break forward and two passes and have the goal. Uh, the, the ball from Trent, the ball was hit so hard and long. The ball was nearly stopping when when Shaq ran mm. onto it. The ball he plays in is inch perfect, and then. How many players in the world are going to control that with their bad foot and then just finish like Harlan Grove? Grove Messi would Messi would this and this is a myth about Messi. Messi would have tried to, would have controlled it with his left foot and done it all with his left foot, right? But but Salah's better than Messi, and we all know this. We just don't want to say it out loud in case he tries. But, to um, yeah, it was it was Messi all over. But the, 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 the touch that Andy, the touch was that good. I was shocked when he when he done it. When I, I could see he was going to take it on his right, and I was like, this could bounce out for a goal kick, and the fact mm-hmm. that. Just killed it and rolled it in. I, I was I shouldn't have been, but I was I was shocked he killed it. it this down good. to his confidence now, isn't it? Didn't he take yeah. down a ball on the byline there against Spurs as well? Oh, yeah, 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 he yeah, yeah. down out of the air and that. he absolutely just killed yeah. it on his laces. But he you know? took that um, he took that on his on on his left toe that one against, and you'd expect that. But the fact that it came gro- across his body, I think he was he was probably it was one of those where you just you don't get time to think the pace that that ball came in from um Shakiri look I know there was air on it but it came in spinning uh, and it came in fast a ball like that drops out of the sky very quickly and to be able to uh, let it pass across his body and take the touch with his rifle it was impressive and a goal that I seen it compared with was Suarez's against Newcastle um a few years ago a good few years ago when uh Enrique played the ball in and he killed the ball on his chest, on his collarbone. And they're touches that you just don't understand. They seem to defy physics. It's like, how did, how did he just do that? And and he didn't just control it, but it's it's absolutely fell perfect for the finish. And that's what happened with, with Suarez. So there, there were similar, uh, very, very special players can only do that. I, I'm going. I'm going with Suarez on that one because if if you go back and watch that again, there's about eighteen outrageous bits of skill in that in the the takedown and everything from the ball, from the killing it on the shoulder to bring it down and then sending the keeper the wrong way and just rocking around him and slotting into the empty net. Had Salah sent Fabianski the wrong way and went around him and slotted it into the empty net, that to me then would have equaled it with, with Suarez. But Suarez was just Suarez is stupid. If you go back and watch Suarez again, you look at it all the time and you go. What, what, why, first of all, Suarez is your idol, Phil. That's, that's yeah. the whole thing. Look, Suarez uh, is your hero. Sweetie, bitey, Mads. Suarez's goal and the, the one he nearly scored against Arsenal, the volley, like they, they were just like tr- 
trademark uh, things as Suarez. He's just 90 miles an hour and yeah. and, and things happen yeah. so quickly and you're going, fucking hell. Um, so I, I think I think that's unique in itself. The Suarez was so special and and for me that that's that's the better goal myself. It's it's one of the my most favorite goals ever, you know. Yeah, I, 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 um, I'll be honest, I'll be honest, Andy. I have to say I really enjoyed that second goal, and I think I enjoyed it as much for Trent's crossfield ball and then Shakiri's delivery into that space because the only way uh, it's, it's a brilliant bit of skill by Salah to trap it and then flick it over him for, to score the goal. But the ball is is like literally inch perfect because when he when Salah runs onto that ball, it's one of those balls when you hit and when you're when you're putting the ball in, you're there going, that's incredible because the, all the fella has to do is run onto it and it's, he's meeting at that exact moment where you can do that 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 bit of brilliance. That leads into it. the whole goal. I think tell you how good it is. Like this is what we're overlooking here. We're getting spoiled now. We've had it with Van Dijk pinging sixty-yard passes. The ball from Trent that is like it's ridiculous. What we're taking for granted. Any other team now had their rifle doing what Trent done there yesterday and putting the ball like that onto the basically directly into the path of someone running out the wing from inside his own box practically. I mean, we're just taking it for granted because we're at the scene and doing it a few times, but it's fucking ridiculous. The whole move from Trent's pass to, to it's absolutely ridiculous. I, I, ridiculous. Loved how the, I loved how the ball was nearly stopping. That's what really mm. impressed me. Yeah. Like, he absolutely wrapped his foot around. He ballooned it, like, you know, and, and, and it was nearly it was nearly stopping uh, by the time he ran on. <laughs> No master of disaster is because he's uh he throws in some regular whoppers like that. I oh, did, yeah. any, did, did anyone uh, I, know, I don't know if any of you was that 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 pitch the weekend looked like the biggest pitch on planet Earth. There was yeah, well, that's the Olympic yeah. Stadium. Ah, it's the camera ball. angle. The camera yeah. angle. It, must be, it must be the camera angle, Andy, because yeah. there was balls getting smashed that looked like, yeah. oh, he says, oh, that's going out for a throw in. And next thing, yeah, the fellas know. will be just taking on their chest. Boys <laughs> was just like, what the f- <laughs> Looking at when you, when you watch, when you watch a game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when you watch a game at that sta- in, in that stadium, you, you think it, it looks harder to break teams down. I don't know why. It's, it's like... Um, you, you don't have the same perception of depth. It, it, it just looks like the camera angle is woeful. Has the window The window's two minutes left. They go two minutes late, and Harry went. Uh, yeah, two minutes left. He was supposed to show up at. Um, I think it was nine o'clock, and he there was no sign of him. He's, it looks like he's finally made it with with f- less than five minutes to go. He went to uh, a different studio, didn't he? Did he? Yeah, did he go yeah. to a different studio? He went to the wrong studio. He didn't yeah. know it was in that. Now one. I I remember Harry at the last uh, transfer deadline saying that uh, Spurs were definite definite title contenders, and that he, that's uh, who he could see winning the league this season. So, well, is I late to the party here? Is this, had you known this that my tip is out for the whole season, or am I just late to the party? We it's just seen, told yeah. you in the past. Yeah, no, we we just just saying, will, will he be out for the no, season? It's, it seems to have been confirmed. Seems to have been confirmed recently, yeah. So he's definitely, I mean, I think that was what everyone kind of feared. I mean, even if he'd have come back and got himself back in the team for, for a game or so, he would have, it wouldn't have taken long before something else 
uh went um on his broken body um just just to just to um a quick one on a on a on a very typical ev sign and by the looks of it uh josh king no goals in the championship so far this season according to um according to kev o'sullivan what do you make of that one there shane um it's a bit of a it seems like a bit of a reach yeah, look, I think in the Premier in the Premier League for uh, Bomb did it quite well. I'd say judging by him this year, it was I'd say it was one of them. The toys were out of the pram. He wanted to go in the summer. He didn't yeah. get his move in the summer, so he kind of dialed it in. I'd say, listen, I'd say he's an, an average enough signer for Everton. I don't know who they. I know that they sent Tolson back to. Uh, they did, yeah. They sent him. What I, I don't get Echo is like uh, Calvert Lewin was fucking Ronaldo, wasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in the world. This is well, what happens every time someone does a bit, little bit of good with Everton, and they'll tell you he's the fucking second coming of some fucker, and he should get shown up. Another fucking beefcake long ball merchant, a, 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 a Duncan Ferguson with fucking dreadlocks, and give fucking over. You know, here there's proof again. Even Carlo was looking at me and saying, "We need someone else up here." You know. Yeah, I know it's not it's not sufficient enough. Um, yeah. what By the you, way, what... we're only uh, a very very small amount of subs away from eight thousand. It'd be great to get it done on the, on uh, this podcast. Eight subs off eight k. Wow, Jesus! Come on, check on. Yeah. Subscribe, you bastards. We love you. Yeah. Don't forget, this is this is the original LFC Day Tripper show for anyone any of the newbies watching. This is where it all began on a Monday so, night. Yeah, so it'd be nice to it'd be nice to hit that eight thousand tonight. If, if we In a bunker. Yeah. yeah, even if it means a couple of you setting up some uh, some burner accounts or even logging into your burner. <laughs> <laughs> Quickly all, log into those burners. We all know the the our our com- people in our comments are dodgy bastards and have loads of accounts. <laughs> so, <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Veranda Chase has at least four. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Absolutely uh, called out live on air. Yeah. Uh, eight, eight people away from eight thousand. Get going there. Subscribe. Tell your mates. Just get going there. Yeah. Even so that, even look, we even got Man U fans in at this stage. Right, yeah, so they disappeared off in the last my week. Favorites, or so. My favourite sticker. Lads, can I make a point that uh, Minamino going alone to Southampton probably covers all our expenditure over this window? Yeah, absolutely, hundred yeah. percent. Which and there's no option to buy Minamino. So, like, does that mean the FSG outlads will be out in force tomorrow because we had to loan out Minamino to cover the two centre backs we saw? It's the books. Well, the it's, net spenders. It's, yeah, not a good day for the net spenders, really, is it? Look, no, the, the the FSG outers are never really going to go away. That the, it's just the ongoing thing. Every season, every minute, every chance they they raise their head above. Um, the parapet and 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 it's always going to be the way it's the model that it, it it gives the impression that we're not going forward but they had a great right. month Andy. It's, it's, they it's, had a fantastic thing, month to be fair what's yeah, that no, right there's a thing there's a thing on twitter to, where you just it's you put your markers down and it's a hill you want to do on and you just won't back down you know people have yeah. done it with henderson other people have done it with Kate. You know, people have done it with FSG, and they've, they've put their neck on <laughs> neck on the block, and then just turn around and say that's it. And and they'd sooner go hiding off their account when things have gone against what they've said, and rather than just put their hand up and just say fuck. I was wrong. Yeah, look, the so-called Liverpool fans, uh, they winning the league, winning the Champions League, it killed off a lot of accounts. Like these guys oh. were were really reveling in it. They they just loved. This was what they were living for. They come onto Twitter every day to to bash the owners, and um, yeah, look, 
it's it's disappointing. I think they I think everyone moves forward better when when everyone's united together. You know, you, you have to give them shit when when they deserve it. They did when they furloughed a lot of staff. They did when they when they brought out the seventy seven pound tickets. There's been quite a few other uh, little little mistakes that never got got big in and the media. They were they were but they were rightly criticised over over what what was looking like not bringing bodies in and this window they were yeah, you know, they, a lot of time right they they get they get criticised prematurely this this thing gets going and it got his legs and it, it's listen, a pain. I, I agree with you because I'm coming out of this now. I won't say we're egging me face, but I'm I'm, I'm hearing him saying to myself, I might hold me counsel for a little right. bit longer next time because they, 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 like I, I lashed them out of it on all types of social media. I couldn't believe they weren't out looking at. And a half, so yeah. I, mean, I just I, I I remember thinking to myself, Ray, like if 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 things if things can be done, it will be done. There's absolutely no logic behind them stuffing money away. It, it doesn't make any sense. Investors don't keep pots of money. They they invest every penny they earn and they grow their asset. They're not. Uh, there's no. It's not like United where they're paying shareholders out. They're not paying their uh, dividends. It's never happened. It's every every money that pe- penny that comes in. It's invested back in the squad with contracts with bonuses, with capital investments like the the uh, the ground and the planning behind the Anfield Road end, the, the the training ground. I mean, the money keeps going. And if there's money for transfers, they've always backed the manager. That was under Brendan and and under Klopp. They've always done that. They. Keep the faith that they normally they normally come up good when when it need, when needs be, and in a far we're we're going through a pandemic where huge economic crisis and very difficult to forecast. Uh, couldn't shift players that we would normally be able to shift in a window. You have to they they have to be able to navigate themselves through these problems and everything we're thinking of they've thought of two months ago. Mm. Well, next, next time I'm going to hold off until the day of the transfer deadline and then I'll give them shit just for a few hours. Yeah, but I, <laughs> but I think, listen, I think they deserve credit because I think that the worst thing they could have done was double down on, on the mistake and say, listen, we're going to try and wing it. But we've all seen them, like they, they rightly waited for Van Dijk, waited that six months. They went into this year, Fabinho was the fourth centre-half turned out, he's the first choice centre-back uh, now. And by all means, listen, I'm not sure if Matip doesn't get injured. I'm not sure we bring anyone in. Like People think we might have done Davis. I'm not sure we would have. I'm not sure we would have. But at the same time, something happened and they did double down. They they got their arse in gear and they addressed it and they deserve credit for that. I, I know I, I accept all the people saying they should have had something lined up on January 4th, but I think it's a sign of the club that we've never gone... Like really since since Klopp anyway, there's never been like a January deadline day madness no, at Liverpool no. because by all accounts FSG have their have their uh, transfer targets for twelve months and eighteen months of what they want to do. So it's just uh, circumstances dictated this time that they had to uh, get a few uh, plates spinning, as James Pearce said, trying to get in a couple of centre backs. And in fairness, they did that and they deserve credit for it in my book. Yeah, the reality is that the. <clears throat> I think we got to a stage, hadn't we, where our centre-back partnership was Hendo and Nat Phillips and we were one injury away from the centre-back partnership having to be Nat Phillips and Reese Williams. And, I, and and that was a weak 
away from a game against Manchester City. Now, if we'd have left ourselves in that position, I think, you know, and let's not forget, Henderson has been out recently himself with an injury. So, yeah. you know, that this that wasn't beyond the realms of possibility. So I think the, the Fabinho injury, the, the, the matter season ender, the, the Hendo recent injury, I think all of that has really scared them in some respects into action because I think, if you go back, some cars are comfy on the inside, but don't have power on the outside. And some cars have the horsepower, but none of the comfort. I used to think there weren't any cars that were the total package, but that all changed when I got my Honda SUV. It's rugged and sophisticated. And right now, Honda has deals on the entire Honda SUV lineup, CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, you name it. So if you're looking for a car that's the total package, the only place you'll find it is at your local Honda dealer. Hurry before they're all gone. Even uh, two weeks, ten days ago, to some of um, Klopp's interviews, I think he was given plenty of hints away that he may have mm. wanted or liked the body, but it 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 didn't seem like it was going to happen to him based on the conversations he was having in the club. So um, fair enough for um, what's we hit the, the eight thousand. We hit the eight thousand. Yeah, play. Fair play. We stayed on. That's just down for and the cheese logged in for uh, all his boners and just followed him on all of them. He just wants Andy to eat mince and potatoes. The one thing I wanted to um, touch on before we did finish was a bit of sort of business going on elsewhere. And it's some strange ones, really, in some ways, uh, at Arsenal with letting young players go out on loan that they've actually been given some game time to over the last um, couple of months. Um, I'll come to you, Phil. Uh, What what do you make of what's going on? At Arsenal and and the, the sort of the revamp under Arteta because they, they 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 do seem to be going through a bit of a a cull and 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 really trying to change everything on there like it's a massive rebuilding job that they're in the middle of now isn't it? Do you can think? I just, can I just say um, another announcement? It, it's not going to be more many more shows. We're going to hit a million views. All right. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. That's that's great. All right. I've just I've just noticed that when I've been looking at some stats here. So <laughs> get your board. Get your board. Have you got one? Of, have you got one What's of those cross deals, Andy? Have you got one of those graph things. You know the yeah. thing. Like stats man. Andy's our new stats man. Poetry. A poetry. We're going to hit a million views uh, in the next... No, I want, I want a radar. I want Andy to produce a radar to show me the correlation. Yeah, less than a week, less than a week, I'd say. To comedy, to seriousness, to comments, right? That's I want the radar to show me this. What were you saying to Arsenal? Like, Arsenal, yeah. What do you make of what's going on there? I am going to give you an alternative taking this, right? Mm-hmm. Arsenal are fucking broke, and they sold off about six players and brought in two, right? They sacked the dinosaur... They sacked the clock. They sacked their groundsmen. They sacked everyone that's in the stadium, all three of them. They sacked basically everything. They're saying they're trying to make it out that Arteta is doing a revamp on the squad. It's not. They're basically just trying to stay afloat at the moment. I, I, I honestly think that there's a bigger element to this. And um, when I start doing something new, I'll be having a couple of hours. Well, I'll have one particular Arsenal fan with me who's going to be doing it, but I'll, be, I'll, I'll ask him more. But honestly, I do not think Arteta is being given the hand of the keys and being told to go off and do a big rebuild job. I think he's got massive issues as a manager. I think he overrates himself. He's, he's, a, he's, a, he's an average coach. 
Um, he might do well in his next job or a job after that. He's learning on, on the go, but he's not the right man for Arsenal. But he's the right man for Arsenal at the moment because they literally have an, a pot to piss in and this suits them down to the ground. Who, what they brought in, Matt Ryan on loan from Brighton. And who was the other fellow they brought in? Martin Odegaard. Oh, Austin Gard or whatever, yeah. yeah. Who's a noted LFC fan. There's pictures that's of him. That's where it's from, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's all they ever did, right? They are they are absolutely broke. They brought two loan players in and sold six players. Like this is what we're talking about. If Liverpool yeah. had done that the window, right? The fans would have been the pitchforks and the Rafa the Rafa picture and everything would be getting marched down the the Stanley Road at the moment. Just and they'd be breaking all the lockdown things in, in absolute protest at this. But Arsenal fans just want to go on Arsenal TV or on what's your man's name? The other fella. Loads. Robbie, troops. No, no, no. troops, yeah, troops. TV, Arsenal TV. They just want to go out and shout at the screen and frighten everyone, and, and he wants to pick on that little fella that he's working with now. Troops as well. So it's just that happened. <laughs> uh, it's like that's that's serious from down to a circus. They should be called Duffy's. They should get rid of the Arsenal name and just call it Duffy's FC and put a big, huge tent over the top of the ground and have some clowns flip around instead of the, the instead of the um, the, the dinosaur because that's what they are. The mad thing is they got within four points of us last week before we had the two wins and they had to... Uh, ah, they got, they got, that, was, that, was, that was serious swamp talk. That was serious <laughs> swamp talk. <laughs> when they got, when Arsenal got within four of us, we were going to be ninth after, this, after the weekend. Was there a swamp WhatsApp group? No, no. no. no I, don't, no. I don't think it's going to have any legs now after that. No, after the, they, the last they, they, so I think that that movement is gone. It's going to go down. It's going to go down quicker than. Um, it's going to go down quicker than the the GameStop shares. I think at this point, um, we have a top reds group. Do you? Fair yeah. play. I'll never get into that. I, I, I'm, you know. Yeah, I'm, you don't want to be in that. Sorry. Yeah. You fucking sloy bastards. It's <laughs> winter <laughs> groups. Fuck them all. You were on Troy last week on the podcast. It's, yeah, it's, all, it's, all, it's only Andy and Jamie, Ray, anyway. <laughs> it's just me. It's just literally me. I haven't had anything else. Andy and all his burners. Um, Andy and all his burners. Um, it's a range of different Andys on screen. Now yeah. the tin with the bit of tin with the bit of <laughs> <laughs> you know, Jamie, lad. <laughs> but just back on Arsenal, I think Gav was saying in the WhatsApp there earlier that uh, he'd he'd quite fancy Saka one when the ship's sinking at Arsenal and everyone's running for the hills that he's a player that Liverpool should definitely be interested in if yeah. the opportunity Saka. Phil doesn't know who he is. No, the young lads on the on the right. <laughs> if he doesn't play for Preston North End and isn't called Ben Nevis, I've no idea who he is. So that's the end of that. Move along. So so look, we're gonna I think we'll uh I think we'll wrap it up. Hey, what we're an, an yeah, hour and okay. fifteen is that we're enough? playing a match Wednesday. We're playing a match. Oh Wednesday. yeah, go on. We'll get we'll, we'll we'll give a we'll give a little bit of a, a, a preview to Brighton. So it's Brighton at home on Wednesday. Um Andy, name your two centre-backs. Oh, Tenderson and uh, Phillips. All day long, yeah. Do you, yeah. Do, you see many, do you see many changes from the side I played at West Ham? Much rotation? Yeah, I mean, I think Cortes has staked a claim to that 11 again. I mm. think Klopp is trying to manage him. He, he, he hit the ground running when he got his chance. Then maybe 
Klopp looked at the situation and said he, he needs he needs a little bit of time out of the team and he done that and he had an instant impact when he came on. He was kind of what we needed. It was the change that we needed right there and then in the game. So Cortis definitely has a show. Milner's played a lot of games, you know. Yeah. Toy, toy hamstring as well, Milner. Yeah. He went off. But Milner, Milner just even on the bench is as good to have around as he is on the pitch. He's just, he's just such a good player to bring on to the to defend a, a lead if you have one. So Jones, Jones has definitely staked the claim. Shakiri's playing so well. Um you expect yeah. Bobby to come back in? I think Bobby comes back. Um then what happens? What happens up front? Does he stick with the diamond? Yeah. I don't, I don't think so. What's what's uh, what's the latest on Sadio? Don't know. Don't know. I'd start Kelleher in goal and then Simicus, um, <laughs> Kabak, Davies, Nico Williams at right back. Then in centre midfield, I'd play Keita, um, whoever else hasn't played. And then up front, Mane, even though he's injured, and um, Firmino and uh, Bruce. Do you think he'll actually put any of the new boys in on the bench for Wednesday evening? On the bench, I think. On the, on bench. the, bench. On the bench. Yeah, Davis, oh, maybe. We, then, if, we could, if we could go into Phil's world just for a little while and just imagine that we're 8-0 up, he might give them a run or something. Yeah, no, he, it'd be good if he, could, if he was in a position to... Bring on Ben Davis, say with fifteen minutes to go, and we're two or three up. But yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not convinced it's going to be that that type of game. Really, I think, I think, I think, I think he goes as strong as possible. I think mm. the back four will stay the same. The midfield will be uh, Genie and Thiago. Then it's it's probably between like Milner had a like toy hamstring. I'd say it's between Shaq and Jones. And if the front three are fit, then it'll be the front three. I, I, I think I think he looked. I think he looked to go strong, and and like we were saying earlier, looked to go strong. He had a win against the team in the bottom half that we should be winning because we have. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully, Mane's fit. If Mane's not fit, if, then I'll just go Shaq, Firmino, and Salah up front. Yeah, and then Vandy, Curtis Jones, and or Milner in there, and Wijnaldum, and. Um, Tiago, and then the back four is the back four, just mm. floating about, um, doing doing the bits and bobs. And if I think he'll keep Fabinho out until definitely till Sunday, weekend. yeah, oh, yeah. I don't, and, I, and he won't he won't risk Mane if Mane is anywhere mm. near, yeah, not hundred percent. He won't risk. He might him. stick him on the bench in case he you know break glass in an emergency type of situation if he needs to come on <clears> if, we're, if we're not winning the game or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, what would what you? you if we're not winning the game, Dicko. What's that? <laughs> so, what do you mean if we're not winning the game? We're winning this well, game. The Reds are back. We're on yeah. the space station. The Reds are back. Well, <laughs> it, it didn't go quite that way against Burnley, did it? So, what's your predictions? What you? We'll we'll give we'll get some predictions here, and then we'll quickly get on to City for the last five or ten minutes. So, Andy, predictions against Brighton? Yeah. Uh, yeah, we win by we win by a few goals. Three, uh, four, one, four, one. Okay, yeah. Shane. Uh, I'll go two nil. Two nil. Razor. Uh, three one. Three one. Phil. I just I just want to see us win. I don't really care about the score, and, and because having lost to fucking Rumpelstiltskin team um, <laughs> in Anfield, 
you just want to start winning again at home. So that there's no there's no sort of messies about going into the the game against City at the weekend. You just want to go in with that strong focus, back confidence in it. But you just like you just don't want to be losing to, to, to another bunch of rumpled silicons after this. I know people are saying Brighton play lovely football. They won't against us on Wednesday. They'll just play rumpled silicon job. Just hold up in a tower and just hope that that we can't get get out or until that. Just it's poxy. It's disgusting. They need to all piss off with it. So you're predicting a win. I'll take I'll take the answer as you're predicting a win in a roundabout way, yeah? <laughs> right, I'm going to predict a 2-0 win. Um, clean sheets. We definitely deserved it on Sunday. I think we'll get it against Brighton. Um, I think if you manage um, the likes of Trossard and Mopé, then uh, then you'll be okay. Um, so uh, then on to the big one against Man City. Um, I don't know. It could go. Obviously, it could go either way. It goes without saying. Come to you first, Andy. Um, what are you expecting out of that game? Yeah, like it's it, with Liverpool coming into a bit of form. Look, hopefully we can win on uh, Wednesday and be actually in a proper notable run of form. It's going to be City's biggest test in a long time, uh, their only test. So, um, yeah, obviously you can go either way, but we'll see. We'll see two quality teams going at each other. You know, I, I think we've got what it takes to beat them. I don't think. I think it's just they found a way to kind of get themselves back winning, but they're still a shadow of the team they were. Uh, oh, okay, twirly. Right. <laughs> the host is a bot. The host is a bot now. Automatic toilet. <laughs> it's just this fucking thing asking questions. Dick, 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 I just said, "I fucked this and I'm off." <laughs> <laughs> He's come back into the swamp. There's no covers in the swamp. <laughs> He's going to get a gargle. <laughs> Uh, ever since he was fucked out into that shed in the back garden, I don't know what's going on there. <laughs> he's got, he's got, he's got, and he's got, he's got to get a two euro bottle of wine. <laughs> this is what you want now for him to come back in while we're discussing why he's out in the shed. I've never, seen, I've never seen that happen. Like Davo just went like this when he went, like he's gone, he's gone completely now. It's just the four of us. <laughs> what was the question he asked you? Something what, about City, I think. <laughs> yeah, we win. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Shane, I'll take over. So what do you think, Shane? Do you think we ha- what do you think will happen at the weekend against City? Yeah, look, it's like Andy said, go either way, it's a hard one. I'm just be kind of hoping Pep is kind of overthunker, hasn't he? Or it doesn't even award, and I don't think he's been overthinking it in recent games against us. He tries some mad shit like Kyle Walker in midfield and all this kind of Madness kind of overthinks it a bit, just goes, uh, wraps himself up in fucking circles. So, hoping maybe he can do something like that, but they're on a good run of form. They're, they're not conceding goals. Uh, they're not conceding goals. Uh, agree with Andy, we have what it takes to beat them. It's at home. <laughs> he said his, he said his bat, the battery is gone I don't know whether he means his laptop or the double-ended dildo but uh, we, have to wrap, we have to wrap it up anyway so get, get it done Phil alright yeah. well, well, okay. so Ray you reckon we win yeah up the resurgent Reds yeah yeah so I'd say lash in um, Joe's, even if he's half fit just go with it just throw them all in <laughs> 
And um, yeah, great. Right. The one thing I would say, lads, Quebec is very dangerous in set pieces in terms of attacking wise. So we haven't had a proper aerial threat off our set pieces since uh, Van Dyke has been out. So hopefully that, that's that's something that can come back into our game plan because our corners have been piss poor for a long time for more, mm-hmm. more or less all this season. Right. Um, that's been about it, lads. That's the forum on the night that Liverpool signed two centre backs, lose Matip for the rest of the season with a with a with an ankle injury. Uh, let Minamino go out on loan, and we never even talked about our requisite sign a goalkeeper in every single transfer window ever because we signed Liam Hughes from Celtic. He was a 19 year old goalkeeper. There was a 19 year old goalkeeper. We signed the Brazilian lad. We signed the Hungarian. Imagine the crack came in and the Celtic fella now in the ballads and all. Be great cracking air dressing room, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> do you reckon actually do you reckon that FSG say look you can only sign a player if you sign a goalkeeper it's like it's literally it's 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 John Henry's fetish John Henry has this fetish for signing 19 year old goalkeepers right and that's all he says you can't sign anyone until you bring a goalkeeper in you had that lined up bang in and away you go sign whoever you want to 8,000 subs don't forget nice one everyone yeah 8,000 to the four thousand for the four thousand borners that uh, have 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 also followed us, fair play. That's yeah. fantastic. It is great. And then a million. We're gonna have a million views by the end of the week. So yeah, nice one. So thanks. And I never even actually wanted a quick one to just to go off on a mad one, but we'll do it again sometimes, right? I just found out that a fella that works in the same job as me that rents space off me has a YouTube page. Do you know what his YouTube page is? Does a flush. He flushes things down the toilet. And he gets up to five grand a month for it on YouTube. That's great. I think that's another discussion we'll have. I'm going to have a look at that. I heard what what it was, and then I heard the amount of money he had, and he pulled up in a a fucking 90-day beamer there the other day while walking beside me. Honestly, Ray, I think I think that's 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 a show we have to have some night. Instead of talking about football, we'll just get him on and see what he can flush down the toilet. Be great, crack. It's magnificent. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. <laughs> this has been the forum. Uh, Ray Dicko Dickinson was your host. In this side, there is Shane Davron, also on a square head. And that side beside me here, that's Andy Young. And then down in this corner, there is Ray Brady. Uh, Ray, just take off your hat for a second. That's lovely. That's really coming on well. I have to say, you're like, <laughs> no, I say, your head is like a, an adult version of my fairy garden. That's all I know to say, right? Some cars are comfy on the inside, but don't have power on the outside. And some cars have the horsepower, but none of the comfort. I used to think there weren't any cars that were the total package, but that all changed when I got my Honda SUV. It's rugged and sophisticated. And right now, Honda has deals on the entire Honda SUV lineup. CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, you name it. So if you're looking for a car that's the total package, the only place you'll find it is at your local Honda dealer. Hurry before they're all gone. Attention Social Security and SSI recipients. If you did not receive an economic impact payment for your eligible spouse or dependents, you may need to file a 2020 tax return with the IRS and claim the recovery rebate credit. Go to ssa.gov EIP to see if you need to file a tax return and if eligible for other refundable tax credits, like the child tax credit. That's ssa.gov EIP. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. Sports Social Podcast Network.